Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Betonomics 101. Today I'm joined by nobody, but that doesn't matter because it is a glorious, glorious Friday morning. It's actually midnight right now, Metsonote. I just got done finishing some work, so I figured I'd scrap together an episode like a little junkyard dog. And boy, did I scrap one together. It's championship weekend, 10 games, 20 teams, 10 future champions. Um, I'm pretty much telling you everybody that's going to win. So you better keep your eyes peeled, or your ears, actually, in this sense. And yeah, a uh, great Friday, Saturday ahead of us. One might call that a weekend. So without further ado, let's get into that weekend. Friday, we got two games, a 7 p.m. and an 8 p.m. We'll start with the 7 p.m. It's New Mexico State versus Liberty. Liberty, 10 and a half point favorites. This is the Conference USA Championship game. How do we get here? It was a close one last week. New Mexico State beat Jayville State 20-17. to Game-winning field goal as time expired. Send them to the championship. Does it get better? Kicking that ball. I mean, that's not Chad Ryland out there. We know that for sure. Um, New Mexico State, the Aggies, also had to beat Auburn two weeks ago. They rattled off eight straight wins after starting two and three. Opened their season with a loss to UMass. Who would have thought they'd be here? You don't lose to UMass in football. And then just have a shot at your conference championship. That doesn't happen often. And, you know, a Cinderella run it would be. It's all fine and dandy. The Aggies are running into an absolute buzzsaw on Liberty. 7-0 and in conference, 12-0 and overall. The Flames have been doing it on offense and defense. And they're led by their quarterback, Caden Salter, who's been lighting it up all year. 11 touchdowns on the ground, 29 in the air. That's nearly a 1-2 to ratio. That's one if by land, two if by seeing a receiver open downfield. I mean, we're talking about lighting, flames, liberty, victory. This is straight out of a Henry H. Longfellow poem. I say to you, friends, the British march by land or sea from town to night, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the North, North Church Tower as a signal light. Salter will have one by land and two air TDs. I see the ten and a half points, my brother. Give me liberty. Yeah, uh, I got liberty minus ten and a half in this one. Not much else to say. Uh, I think they're just the better team. They showed it week two, 33-17, went over the Aggies. Uh, I think we just pretty much do it again for Liberty. I don't see why not. Why wouldn't you want to just go out there and do it again? Huh? Give me Liberty. All right, we head over to the 8 p.m. game. Maybe the best game? I'd say this is the best game. Uh, no, you actually, you can't even say that. So we got another one down south happening a little later. Oregon versus Washington. Washington plus nine and a half. This is the Pac-12 championship game. What a run the Pac-12 has had this year. All the teams pretty much leaving other than like Wazoo and Oregon State. But what a run the Pac-12 has had this year. Winner of this game most likely in the college football playoff. Um, I don't think the loser gets in. Oregon, coming off of a beatdown on Oregon State, much to my financial dismay. Didn't do any picks last week, but I did do money, and I lost a lot of it. Washington, coming off a close win over a tested Washington State team in the Apple Cup. Washington hasn't been playing the best football, but Oregon has. They've only been a part of two one-score games this season. I thought that was insane. I was looking back, and I was like, well, I mean, you don't, you don't look at the Pac-12 for defense. This team has had an eight-point early season win over Texas Tech and their lone loss of the year, 36-33, on the road against the Huskies. 
But like, it's actually insane. Oregon has, I think they've averaged 42 points a game and given up an average of 16 points a game since losing to Washington. They're, they're upset, quite honestly. They're a bit ticked off, maybe. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's impressive as hell. I mean, Washington's defense is still nothing to fear, too. I know, 9-0 team, 12-0 conference. They found a way to win, like, every single week. Husky's been a part of six one-score games. Both games in the last two weeks, one could say back-to-back, have been decided by a field goal or less. I think it's three points and two points. Two points last week, three points the week before against Oregon State. I mean, their offense has been faltering a little bit slightly. Like lately, they've been, they haven't been that early season running out of the, the gridiron Washington offense. Penix, obviously, like he still looks good. He doesn't look like the first half of the season Penix, but like that was also an insane run by him. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, this is everything the Pac-12 has built up to in its lifetime. Last meeting, though, Washington favored by three points, won by three points. Last meeting also went over the 65-and-a-half line that we have for this game. Oregon bit me a couple times this year. I'm not going to lie. I think their defense is too good for this game to go over the 65-and-a-half. I don't think it's going to go over the 65-and-a-half, but I'm also not going to bet the under because I feel like a, I feel like a dummy if this game goes over. I just think Oregon's too hot right now. This is uh, this is the line where they're like, take, please take Washington. This team hasn't lost yet, guys. We're giving them almost 10 points, and they haven't lost yet, guys. Take them. No, I'm taking Oregon minus 9.5. I might just be tricking myself, for being honest here. I'm going to do it anyways, though. I'm going to take Oregon minus 9.5. All right, Saturday, eight games. The big day, 12 p.m., that's noontime for some of you guys on the East Coast. We have Oklahoma State versus Texas. Texas, 14.5-point favorites over under 54.5 in this one. This is a tricky game. Texas hasn't been playing their best football. They also just blew Texas Tech so far out of the water that Arch Manning got into the game. So I, there's, there's two sides to every stone, you could say. Oklahoma State uh, has had an odd last three weeks blowout loss against UCF. It was like 47 to 3. It was something like that. And then back to back games of giving up 30 plus points to Houston and BYU. Two teams that uh, good usually isn't the adjective used to describe them. So I don't think Oklahoma State has a great defense. It's Big 12 football. Not many teams have great defenses, but they have a solid offense. Texas is just kind of a better version of them. Um, 14 and a half line, though, it's hitting me like Washington. You know, it's this is a conference championship game. You're going to give them over two scores? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma State, heart and soul of that offense. Ollie Gordon, a second. Um, is good, but like Texas has like the best rush defense in the Big 12. One of the best in the nation, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Texas minus 14 and a half in this one. I think. You know, I'm not too positive about this pick. I'm not I'm not going to be putting down too many beans on this game for sure. Next game though, this is where all my beans are going, all my marbles, not actually. But it's Maction. Mid-American Conference Championship. Miami Ohio versus Toledo. Toledo seven and a half point favorites. Toledo I think in 
not maybe not the college football playoff ranking, but the like the AP poll. I think they were like top twenty five. Shout out the Mac. This is Maxim for all the marbles, though. There's nothing better in the world than what we will be witnessing at noontime on ESPN on Saturday. Miami, though, once again, without Brett Gabbert, heel. King heel. Toledo, lockdown secondary. I mean, the Red Hawks are going to have to rely on their running game, led by Rashad Amos. But the rush defense for Toledo is their weakness. That's their weakness on the defensive side of the ball. So we might see a slow ground and pound game, a classic Mac game. But when you expect one thing in the Mac, you, you often get the opposite. I didn't even look at the over-under line in this one because it's horrifying to bet in the Mac. But if we're talking running game, and, and we are, we can't go without mentioning the Rockets' Penny Boone. Nearly 1,400 yards this season at, at 7.4 yards per carry. That's second most for a 1,000-yard rusher this season in the nation, trailing only Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Heisman. Heisman, that man. Toledo knocked off Miami earlier in the season. Gabbert was at the helm for that game. He hasn't, he hasn't played, or he's not playing in this one. You beat him with their guy at the helm, with their guy running the offense, and now you get to play him again without their guy? Toledo's the better team. I ride with the Rockets. Not even going to bother trying to figure this game out. I've been talking numbers. There's no reason to talk numbers in the MAC. Literally anything happens. Everything happens. Give me Toledo minus 7.5, though. All right. 3 p.m. game. I think there's only one. It's the Mountain West Championship game. It's Boise State versus UNLV. UNLV, two-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think I watched maybe one or two Mountain West games this whole season. Um, you know me, I'm a numbers guy. The numbers are saying these teams are pretty even. The lines agree, obviously, with two-and-a-half. Um, so I'm going to spin a wheel right now and see who I get. All right, UNLV plus two-and-a-half. Put all your money on it. The wheel definitely didn't decide that. Put all of your money on UNLV plus two and a half right now. Bet the house. Not going to lose. You think the wheel picks losers? What kind of wheel would it be if it picked losers? I wouldn't hire the wheel if it picked losers. Two and a half. UNLV plus two and a half. Do it right now. I'll wait. I will wait for you to do that. I'm not going to go to the next game. Do it. All right. 4 p.m. This is the game everybody was waiting for. Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama plus six and a half. Over under 54 and a half, the SEC championship game. This is how legends are made. This is how legends are made. This is it, actually. I mean, this game has every implication you could ask for going into championship weekend. Bama coming off of an insane win in the Iron Bowl. Um, all-time game, all-time Iron Bowl game. All-time ending, just all-time college football game. Uh, Georgia pretty much handled everybody this year, barring a few one-possession games. Last week, though, only an eight-point win over like a middling Georgia Tech team. Well, frisky Georgia Tech team. I think I've referred to them as frisky a couple times this year. But that game is really never in doubt. So, I mean, I guess I can just say whatever I want about that. Bama's lone loss this season, the only reason they're not ranked in the top four because the Longhorns over in Texas, second week of the season, everybody's heard about the potential playoff scenario. Bama wins. Texas wins. FSU wins, but they don't have Jordan Travis. Oregon beats Washington. Pretty much everybody 
has one win, and then FSU is undefeated but without their starting quarterback. All hell is going to break loose. Um, I'd love to see that, but I'm a little scared of this game, so I'm going to be viewing it for fun. And what's more fun than betting the over? I'm going to take over 54 and a half. There's nothing more fun than that. Just two absolute powerhouse schools going at it. And I'm just here to watch points. Someone crosses the line, I stand up and clap. Ball goes through the uprights, I might even holler. Uh, Yeah, over 54 and a half in Georgia versus Alabama. Now we head over to the American Athletic Conference. I've been an AAC guy this year for the most part. We got SMU versus Tulane. Tulane, three and a half point favorites. I think both of these teams are ranked now. I believe both of these teams are ranked. I've been saying all year. Not all year, obviously, because they've lost like one or two games. But I've been saying it for a while now. Tulane's time's up. I think I picked against them in like three straight weeks leading into last week. And I looked at it and I said, well, SMU is going to win. So I'm going to pick Tulane. That worked. Because I know the Mustangs are going to absolutely give it to the Green Wave in the AAC Championship. SMU coming off of a sturdy win against our troops in the Naval Academy. I mean, they, they don't care. They don't care who's on the other side of that field. You think the Stangs? They don't care. And as I've indicated a few times already, I'm a numbers guy, a bit of a savant with the ones and twos. But looking at EPA, SMU is far and away the better team in this game. Both teams, both the sides of the ball, I mean, offensively, defensively. And it's the same with success rate. I've been preaching the Stangs for the last few weeks. They're the best team in this conference. And they're going to show it this week. They are. They're going to do it. SMU plus three and a half. Take it. All right, next up, we got the Sun Belt Championship game. App State versus Troy. Troy's five and a half point favorites. No JMU in this one because the dumb FBS, FCS transfer rule. So I guess I got to pick between one of these two teams. Doesn't really excite me that much. Um, I did, though, ride App State over JMU in uh, the Dukes' one loss of the season. That was an exhilarating bet over time. I think the... I think the line was six and a half that game. It would have been seven and a half. No, it, was, it was like nine. It was App State, I think, plus nine and a half. And it went into overtime, and I was like, oh, now I can watch this game for fun. It doesn't even matter who wins. But App State did win. Uh, the Troy defense is better than the App State defense. Uh, once again, I'm a numbers guy. Since conference play, though, App State's offense has been an absolute wagon. I think this is going to be fun. Um, I don't know if I'll be viewing it, though. I have no choice but to ride with my guys. Give me App State. App State plus five and a half. I have no choice. My my hands are tied. I've already attached my wagon to them. So, that's all I got. I mean, I can't just switch up on them now. All right. We head to the 8 p.m. games. Um, Big Ten Championship, Michigan versus Iowa. Iowa, 21.5 point underdogs. Sure. Um, I think I was looking at the... Uh, first half total line in this game first of all the, the 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 total in this game is is 34 and a half if georgia loses michigan wins michigan will be the number one team in the nation and they will have participated in a game where the line was what yeah the line was sub 40 i think that's ridiculous i got to i got to see this though what is what is iowa's first half total it's it's got to be something ridiculous. 
first half total. Here we go. Oh, no, the first half total for the game is 18 and a half. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. There shouldn't be much to say about this game, honestly. Like, what? Michigan, I mean, they should handle them. They're probably not going to, I mean, they're not going to want to show much. They can do the old Iowa tactic and not show much on offense, although Iowa does it with different intentions. I think I'm going to go with the under in this one, under 34.5. I know I just kind of babbled about why it's insane that they're going to be a part of a game, but everything about Iowa this season is insane. Everything about them is insane. It's going to be like 28-3, to something like that. Like Michigan's just going to, they're probably going to cover the spread too, but they're going to beat them by 20 plus and it's still going to go under 34 and a half. It's like Alex Orgy is going to be in for the whole second half. Yeah, I guess give me under 34 and a half. All right, next game, another one of the big implication games. We've got Louisville versus Florida State. Florida State, two and a half point favorites, the ACC championship game. There's two crowds for this game. And that's why it makes it so great. First crowd, you know, they're writing Florida State off, booing and hissing, pissing and moaning. BS and everywhere. Because uh, there's a backup quarterback in the game. Tate Roadmaker. We can't have Tate Roadmaker in the college football playoff. And the second crowd, the Chads, the Giga Chad college football fans, they stand up and say, well, wait a minute. What about Cardell Jones at Ohio State? Don't you guys remember? Came in as the backup. Big Ten championship game. Won 59-0 over Wisconsin. Beat Bama. Beat Oregon. Won the Natty. Don't you remember? Then he got drafted in the fourth round by the Buffalo Bills. No. Um, I don't think Roadmaker is going to do that. Honestly, he uh, wasn't really anything to write home to last week against Florida. Uh, game manage pretty much. Uh, if we look at the metrics, look at the numbies, I'll bring them up one more time. This game, Louisville may appear to be the better team. Hmm. EPA and success rate both... Have Louisville atop the run game offensively and defensively. And in the past game, they're favored offensively, but Florida State's secondary is locked down. Locked down against Jack Plummer, I want to say. Is Jack Plummer the the quarterback for the old uh, the Cardinals? I think it's Jack Plummer. Yeah, um, it is Jack Plummer. Nice. I'm going to say screw the metrics, though. I, I think I'm going to say screw the metrics in this one. Uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be ugly. I don't think it's going to be very pretty. I think the Seminoles pull it out, though. Give me the two-and-a-half nightmare scenario in college football. All right. That's all I got. Pretty short episode this week, honestly, about 20 minutes. Um, not going to do an episode next week, so I think I honestly might as well cover my Army-Navy pick. Uh, I'm going to pick the over, and I'm going to cry when the final is 7-5. to five. But it's 29.5 is the line right now, and I'm going to pick the over and shed tears of both joy and financial sadness when the under hits. Joy because this is football. It's how my game was meant to be played. Hard-nosed football. Um, and also tears of sadness because uh, my money will be gone. I don't even know whose hands it's in anymore. But yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I got. So good luck this weekend. 
Goodbye.